host, Omar Abishab, and let's get started. On today's episode of the pod, we're going to go the little bit of news. Uh, the majority of the pod is going to, I'm going to do a, another mock draft. It's going to be a solo mock draft. And, uh, make my selections from there and uh, see uh, what I'm feeling like. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and get started with today's episode. I just wanted to touch on a quick n- couple things that I probably should have talked about last week, uh, last episode uh, from the podcast. Um, I talked about it before, but Dare, and I'm not going to repeat his last name, but running back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he's getting some first team work. Um, I love him, especially in PPR leagues, because he's going to be the passing back in that offense. Um, it was originally thought to be Andre Ellington, but Dare, Dare, however you pronounce it, um, is, is passing him up, and that projects to be one of the most pass-heavy offenses in the league. So definitely someone to keep an eye on near the end of uh, your drafts if you're drafting or if someone he's probably on your waiver wire right now that you could pick up, um, especially in PPR league. And then on the other on the offensive line in terms of injuries, the Lions lost their center, uh, Frank Ragnarow. Um, so that just kind of like hurts carry on a little bit more other than the fact that you know we didn't like the usage we were seeing so it kind of just bumps carry on a little bit lower in, in the overall rankings he should probably be going near the the end of the third rather than the beginning of the third um the way he was going you know he started to climb up in there um, so I'm going to go ahead and get started with, with the, uh, with the mock drafts. I'm going to randomize the order. I'm doing it off the fantasy pros draft simulator. So a little, it might be a little bit different than, than your home league. Cause it, the computer might like take somebody a little bit higher than he shouldn't. But for the most part, I have it compiled with the experts rankings and then NFL, ESPN and Yahoo's pre-draft rankings. And then the composite ADP. So it should all average out in the end. So I randomized my pick, and uh, I'm actually picking from the sixth spot. So off the board, it went Barkley, Kamara, McCaffrey, Elliott, Hopkins, DJ, uh, Hopkins, and then uh, Tyra was already going to say DJ because, you know me, that's who I'm going to take. I am considering Bell here because I'm getting higher on Bell in that offense, but uh, just I, I got to stay with Bell with David Johnson here just because the uh, his average up the target and the amount of plays that they're going to play. I think the volume volume is king here. Um, quick note on Elliott. People are wondering, asking like, where should he, t- where should we take him? I mean, I've always been a little bit more risky in in my drafts, even though like I do advise like not always to take so much risk. But you got to know how to balance out your draft because you do need to take some risk because with risk there's upside. the The way I look at it with Elliott and Melvin Gordon is, if you were told before the year you could have arguably the RB one overall, and all you had to do was give up your first rounder um, and then just pay like a, a tenth rounder because that's what maybe the going that's what maybe the reaching going rate is for for Tony Pollard um, or Austin Eckler is probably on hit for his case he's going somewhere in the seventh so you'd have to give up a seventh for for Melvin but you know for Melvin to be a top five running back but you're also not paying the first rounder you're paying more of a you know second, third, or fourth, depending on your league, if some people are being risky. Um, I've always been like, okay, if I just get the cuff, who's playing full snaps, and you look at Pollard in the preseason, he's playing every single snap with Dak Prescott. So if I'm someone who has the opportunity to get Ellie at a discount, you know, if I'm in the middle, if I'm at 
four or five, you know, people are like, oh, I won't touch him till the end of the first. I take him and I just reach for Pollard. You know, yes, there's some players in that in that round where, where Pollard's going that, that I might like, but for what it's worth, I mean, you get the possible RB1 overall in, in really any format um, for just giving up a ninth round pick. And in most most years, you wouldn't have had the opportunity of drafting him. So it's like, consider yourself like, if, if Elliot wasn't having this issue, he'd be going number one overall in most leagues, him and Saquon. Like that's, it'd be one, two max. So if you're at the five and you're wondering, is it worth, if someone offered you in your league, the opportunity to trade up from number five to number two, all you only had to do is give up a, a 10th round pick. I mean, you would smash the accept button all, all day, you know, and Pollard might not even go in the 10th. I think his ADP is running out like 11th, 12th round right now, but you might have to reach just to guarantee that you get him. But I mean, for, for what it's worth, like I'd absolutely do that. Just reach for Pollard. You get a bell cow guy and you get RB1 overall upside um, from where you're taking the, the fifth running back off the board, possibly even six if people take DJ over, over Elliott. That's kind of where I'm at with things. Um, same goes for Gordon. If you're saying he's going in the third round, if I had to pay a third and a seventh rounder for a possible top five running back, because Gordon would be going ahead of David Johnson right now. He'd be the fifth player off the board if if everyone's situation was like as it should be. He'd be the fifth running back off the board. So you're getting a first-round talent, and first round running back, you know, numbers more or less. Eckler is not going to put the same numbers that Melvin Gordon is when he's a bell cow, but more or less RB one numbers for however long Melvin is out, um, and the th- first third and seventh round pick. So that's just something you you got to consider. And like I said, I'm always fine with the naked handcuff rule. If you have, you know, don't have, don't take Elliott, don't take Melvin. You can always. Take Eckler, take Justin Jackson, take Tony Pollard, because that's that's value you get early on in the season, and for in Melvin's case, maybe a little bit longer. So definitely, that's kind of where I stand on that. AJ Green's a little bit different because there's not really like a handcuff, and he has a re-injury risk. But and I've always tried to, I've always been fooled in the past, you know, taking the injured guys. But I'm a sucker for talent. So if he falls in like a good enough value, uh, probably you know, the five six turn. I'd probably start considering him just because I I can't see myself taking him over the guys that are still wide receiver ones on their team, you know, of the or in the high powered offenses like Chris Godwin, Robert Woods, any of those guys, even Cooper Cup. Um, so once it gets to like the where the tight ends start going off the board and then you have DJ Moore. Um, I'll probably start considering him there, and then you get like the Robbie Andersons of the world, Jarvis Landry a little bit later. But I'm gonna go ahead and get going with the mock as you figured. I'm probably I'm taking David Johnson here at six. Chubb, Adams, Bell, Julio, Michael Thomas, Connor went off the board to round out the first round. Gurley, Odell, Kelsey, Mixon, Juju, Dalvin uh, in the second round. I kind of had Kelsey going a little higher in this one. That's probably due to the experts ranking. ADP will probably have him more to the mid late second. Uh, Tyreek Hill is the guy I'm thinking about right here because the running back situation is Damian Fortnite Aaron Jones playing ADP game. I'm hoping Fortnite might be able to fall to me. Um, then you got Evans, Antonio, Keenan Amari. Tyreek has wide receiver one overall upside, so I'm taking Tyreek here. Then you had Melvin went off in the second. I mean, in your home league, he's going to go a little bit later, but just because... 
Some people are risking first. You never know. I know in one of my leagues, he went late second, and that was a two-quarterback league. So people are going to be a little bit more risky. Um, so you just got to understand who you're drafting with. Anyway, so Evans, Mahomes, Kittle, Antonio Brown, Zach Ertz, Damian Williams, Keenan Allen, Amari Cooper, T.Y. Hilton. Back to me. Looking at the board here, I got Stephon Diggs. I got Robert Woods, Julian Edelman, Brandon Cooks. I got got Marlon. Uh, no, I got Leonard Fournette, Aaron Jones. I'm, I'm gonna go Leonard Fournette. I love Aaron, Le- Leonard Fournette. He's he's more guaranteed of a, a bell cut role than Aaron Jones is, even though Aaron Jones' offense is gonna be a little bit better. I'm always a uh, team volume, so bell cow team hashtag bell cow or bust. Um, so I'm gonna take Fournette here, then Aaron Jones, and right after Devontae Freeman, Adam Thielen, carry on Josh Jacobs, Julian Edelman, Derek Henry, Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, David Montgomery, Tyler Lockett. Last Chris Carson's right here is so tempting because he doesn't always last to the middle of the fourth. Um, he's he's rising up to like end of the third. This one just went a little wide receiver heavy, so I'm I'm gonna take Carson here. Marlon Mack went after Chris Godwin. I love me some Chris Godwin. That that was the debate it was if I wanted to go with with Chris Godwin here. But there's so much depth at wide receiver that I had to get the get the other running back. Now I have David Johnson, Fournette, Carson. So my two running backs and flex are locked up. Got Tyreek, and I just got to get a decent wide receiver too. Kenny Galladay went after Chris Godwin, Watson, Tyler Boyd, Sonny Michelle, Mike Williams, Mark Ingram, Aaron Rodgers, Philip Lindsay. And wide receiver-wise, I could go A.J. Green here, but there's still some players that I like in this range, and Cooper Cup is still on the board. And there's a good bet that Cooper Cup leads this entire offense in, in uh, wide receiving core in points. So I'm really fine taking all three Rams receivers. Like, I have no issue with taking any single one of them. Um, there's just going to be enough passing attack, and they're probably, their passing usage might rise up a little bit with the with the girly injury situation. So I'll take Cooper Cup. Alshon went out. Evan Ingram, A.J. Green, Calvin, James White. Josh Gordon at the 5-12. His ADP is rising really high. Um, O.J. Howard, Hunter Henry, Duke Johnson, Baker Mayfield, D.J. Moore. Matt Ryan, and I'm back on the board here. I mean, there's... I have running, but I'm going to go with another wide receiver here just because I've talked about it before, and I love me some Allen Robinson. Like, I got to get... I get Allen Robinson in almost every draft because... You're getting him, like, in the sixth round here. Like, people want the the sexier Calvin Ridley, DJ Moore, Mike Williams, you know, the the upside young guys. But, like, and I get it. They, they play with Rivers, Matt Ryan, and Cam Newton, respectively. But I think Trubisky, like I said, I've talked about it. He gets to play, like, the best defense in the league or one of the top defenses in the league every single, every single week. That's only going to make him better, or at least you would hope. And... I, Matt Nagy and that offense, I think it's just going to improve overall. And Allen Robinson's a couple years away removed from his ACL injury. And as you know, at, towards the end of the season, he started picking it up. Um, he's still a young guy. You feel like Allen Robinson's old, but like he's only 26. I mean, that's that's crazy to think about. And he just turned 26 like four days ago on August 24th. So like he's a young 26. That's that's really curious. Like people, like Alan Hearns is older than him. Trey Burton's older than him. Um, so he's he's still very 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 young. So I'm 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 loving taking him here. 
Uh, afterwards, let me see. Let's see. After Allen Robinson, you had Eric Ebron. This is still just because the ADP is messed up a little bit. Um, he went off, but obviously that's going to fix out. Like I said, this is going to all even out towards the end. Though. Latavius Murray, Jarvis Landry, Robbie Anderson. And by the way, note on the Colts. I had the I had the bet with my friend, and I've talked about it in Bulls prediction that Jack Doyle is going to outscore Eric Ebron, and I was under the assumption that Luck was playing, but I'm still doubling down on that. I mean, I still think Doyle is going to outscore him. Um, Brissett played with Doyle back in 2017. Ebron wasn't there, um, and he developed a connection. And he, Ebron's just a a part time player, and his touchdown upside's capped without with a with going to be a worse offense. And that's not no disrespect to Jacoby Brissett, but I mean. We're talking about Andrew Luck, one of like the best talents to play the quarterback positions of all time. One of the most pro-ready quarterbacks to ever come out the draft. So that offense overall touchdown upside is going to drop, and that hurts Eric Ebron more than does Jack Doyle, who could just be a catch uh, and yardage monster. So that's my two cents on that. Also, if you're in deep dynasty leagues, take a look at Chad Kelly. If like, especially if he's a super, if you're in a two dynasty superflex or two Q quarterback league. Pick up, pick up Swag Kelly. That's it's Chad Kelly is like a really good quarterback. I think. I mean, he's he's under the radar because he's an idiot. He's gotten into trouble. Um, not saying he's a great dude, but like he's a pretty freaking good quarterback. A lot of people had him as like one of their top quarterbacks coming out of college. Like maybe with Mahomes being one, Watson as well. Um, but. He's one. He's one. He's really talented, and he balls. I know it's the preseason, but he always balls out in the preseason. He's balling out this preseason, so I could, I could definitely see a scenario if if, if Jacoby Brissett got hurt, Swag Kelly comes in, and uh, you guys, a lot of people would be surprised. But just keep an eye on him, um, especially if you're in the dynasty leagues, um, two quarterback leagues. Uh, which I honestly, even for redraft, people need to start playing two quarterback leagues. And super f- and adding more flex spots. We'll talk that about that a little bit at the end of the show. Excuse me. All right. Um, Latavius Murray, Jarvis Landry, Robbie Anderson, and Emmanuel Sanders is climbing up the draft board now that he's looking healthy at the end of the sixth round. Cam Newton, Miles Sanders, Will Fuller, Curtis Curtis Samuel in the seventh is it's amazing. At the beginning of the offseason, we started at him in the twelfth. Everyone is just following suit. Russell Wilson. Uh, so went off, and so now it's my turn. So I got David Johnson, Fournette, and Carson, and Tyreek Hill, Cooper Cup, and Allen Robinson. Running backs and wide receivers. Wide receivers are looking at the Corey Davis, Sammy Watkins, Christian Kirk, Didi Westbrooks, Marvin Jones. Well, maybe Didi Westbrook can fall to me because I do like Tevin Coleman here. So I'm going to take Tevin Coleman, and I've talked about my love for Brita, but like Tevin Coleman is is the lead guy, and McKinnon's practicing for what it's worth. That's a little news as well. So I mean, I don't. I think he's. He's behind the eight ball now, so in terms of getting a spot, but he'd siphon off more on on Brita's end than uh, I think on Coleman's end because you know they had they went out and got Coleman after already knowing they had Brita and and Moster and Coleman and McKinnon and you know all those running backs on the roster, Jeff Wilson Jr. because Kyle Shanahan wanted him on the roster and he's going to be the the clear lead back in a in a run heavy offense. Well, not run heavy, but they're going to get a lot of rushing attempts. Anyways. After Tevin Coleman, Corey Davis, Drew B, Tariq Cohen, Austin Eckler, Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, Darius Geis, Sammy Watkins, Jameis Winston. That has more to do with experts ranking than ADP because Jameis Winston falls down in a lot of drafts, especially on the ESPN website, the, their ADPs. And that's the thing is, like, you can really 
control how you play your draft based on the website's rankings if you're drafting on on a website and or if you know your league mates print out certain people's cheat sheets or top 200s or whatever rankings because in all my ESPN drafts I feel like I'm always lining up with Jameis because he's so low people are taking their QB2s and I'm still sitting at looking at Jameis and I'm taking him in like the 12th round um it's crazy uh, all right, so Kirk, Christian Kirk, Matt Breida. Matt Breida is rising up. Now they got him taken in the eighth round. It's only a round behind Tevin Coleman. D.D. Westbrook just went off the board right before me. Ah, was hoping he would fall back. Um, I could take Marvin Jones here. Running backs, Kenny Drake, Darwin Thompson, LaShawn McCoy, Rashad Penny. I have Chris Carson. I don't, like, I don't really want to handcuff. Um, I mean, he does, Penny has some standalone value, but I'd rather shoot for some more upside. Let's say Kenyon Drake here. Balash isn't a good running back. Yes, he might get some goal line, but like in full PPR last year, what was it? Drake what was RB14 overall, so like a high RB2, um, you know, when he was healthy. And done, you know, Frank Gore was basically playing what Balash is going to be this year, you know, goal line back and getting splitting work with the first team. So I still like Drake, and that, that offensive line is terrible. They're going to be in more third and long and deep, deep situations, Drake being on the field. And by all accounts, even though they think he might be a good passer, like, Kalen Balaj has had a ton of drops this offseason. Look at any beat reporter or any anybody following their, their practices or their inner scrimmages um, with other teams. Like He's had some bad drops. And Balaj is the type of back that needs to get what's blocked for him. And then maybe he can use his athleticism and you know take it to the house. But in terms of you know getting skinny and making people miss, like efficient cutting and things like that, he just... That's stuff you really can't teach. And that and that's really the end. That's the thing is some things are just not teachable. Like, you really can't teach accuracy. You can improve slight things. Like, Josh Allen will never be accurate. I mean, I hate to say it, but, like, there's you can, only, you can teach small things that can enhance stuff, the mechanical issues that you can fix. But, like, you can't teach talent. You can't teach feel. Like, the... A running back has to understand, you know, guessing the lanes that are about to open based on movements that the O-line is making, based on a cut he makes. You know, if you look at Dalvin Cook's touchdown versus the Cardinals in the preseason, you know, the run was was made to be an outside zone run to the the left. Um, But he saw the lane opening up on the backside, and he had a defensive end that was crashing on the, on the, the left defensive end who could have tackled him if he had made a little bit different of a cut. But his cut was so efficient upfield that he, the defensive end had no chance. By the time Dalvin Cook cut, the defensive end was trying to cut as well and turn back and tackle. But his momentum just took him past him, and Dalvin Cook was gone. Because that was he just had to make a one-on-one move. with that. He had to beat that defensive end, not letting him get his hands on him and getting a tackle. So just those things you really can't teach a running back. You know what I mean? Like, the running backs coach and work with him in terms of like follow your blockers and you know understand your O line schemes and stuff. But like the feel of it, like some people got it and some people don't. And Kellen Balaj doesn't have it. Anyways, I digress. So I took Kenny Drake here. Marvin Jones went right after Sterling Shepard, Larry Fitzgerald, Marquez Valdez Scaling, Darwin Thompson, LaShawn McCoy, Dante Moncrief. Like I said, Dante Moncrief, he said X, James, James Washington, truthers, you guys got to chill out. I mean, I love James Washington, too. Got I had drafted him in my dynasty league last year. I'm, I've since traded him, but that just because, you know, there was the right opportunity. But, like, 
I like his upside, but the, the Steelers aren't using him in the slot. I mean, Juju in the slot. And if Juju isn't used in the slot, or, you know, even using Washington in the slot, he's ne- he needs to play the Z because he can't beat man coverage right now. He just can't. He's not good at it. Um, he's great against off coverage. Free releases, he's killing. But they for some reason, they want to play Juju outside. Um, and because they're playing Juju outside on, at the Z, Moncrief is playing the X. And you have Eli Rogers and Ryan Switzer playing, playing the slot. And James Washington just not getting a lot of first-team reps. So I'm fine with taking him at the end, you know, as a flyer that something might happen. But, you know, you can't anticipate he's just going to overtake Moncrief because he's playing well. Because he's not a good man 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 beater right now. And that's that's going to be Dante Moncrief, who I, I love. I mean, he has touchdown upside in the offense. 15 touchdowns are gone because Antonio Brown left. And we got to, like, not forget that Dante Moncrief used to be a touchdown machine with Andrew Luck. And once again, he's only 26 years old. And once again, another guy who's a young 26, turning 26 in early August. So let's go back to the to the draft board. Uh, Dante Pettis went after Moncrief, John Allison, Rashad Penny. Here I got Royce Freeman, Jordan Howard, Dale Henderson. Um, I could go tight end, but I'm gonna wait. Um, Vance is kind of dropping a little bit because of the the news about like the. Not him not playing every snap, but the preseason usage had him playing like 19 of 20 snaps with Big Ben. And even if he doesn't play that much, even if he played like 15, playing my 75%, that's fine. That's all I need. I need him in and around the red zone. I need him getting touchdowns. I need him get yards in the middle field. If he's not on for run blocking situations, I'll live. I'll, I'll be fine with him because, you know, he's he's falling. Anyways, Anthony Miller is the guy I'm looking at here. Cortland Sun, I, I don't want in this offense. You know, Sanders is the one guy there I want, I want really in that entire offense. I'm avoiding the running back situation. Um, obviously not jo- drafting Joe Flacco, maybe in two quarterback leagues as your QB3. But anyways, I take Anthony Miller here because I love him. Talked about him a lot. He should be ready to go for week one. His ankle injury is clean, clearing up. All right, Sutton actually went right after. Royce Freeman, Jordan Howard, Daryl Henderson, Payne Barber. Chicago Bears defense, you know, this is some idiot in your league will probably reach for him. Might, might not be this high. This is the end of the ninth, tenth turn, but some somebody always does does it. No running back, I think that the stat goes back, I think like five or six years, um, has ever re- repeated as the number one number one defense. The name of the game is streaming. If you if you stream the position and compile your 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 streaming defenses, they'll probably finish as a top five defense if not top one overall in terms of points per game. Streaming is the way to go. Um, and a great streamer right now is the Dallas Cowboys, who actually you can stream for three weeks. Um, so if you're looking to pick someone up, because they play the Giants, the Redskins, and the and the uh, the, Cowboys, the the Dolphins rather to start the season. That's three-plus matchups. you got Giants with Eli and an okay offensive line. Um, not the best. The Redskins and their their shaky offensive line and Case Keenum and then Dolphins with Fitz or Rosen, whoever it is at that point, and their terrible offensive line. You know what I mean? Um, I like taking the Cowboys. Um, and two of those games are at home. The the Redskins game is on the road, but the, they get the Giants and the, the Dolphins at home. Anyways, James Washington at the beginning of the 10th round. Kiki QT, Kalen Balaj, Nikhil Harry, Deion Lewis, Adrian Peterson. Um, it's my turn again. I don't mind Golden Tate. I think after the suspension, he might be a pretty good guy. Um, but I've really risen on Michael Gallup. I love me some Michael Gallup. He's making plays throughout this whole uh, preseason and training camp. I think people are going to be surprised when uh, Amari Cooper 
might not finish as a wide receiver one. Um, and the reason is because some of that upside is going to be taken by Michael Gallup. And uh, so I'm going to go ahead and select Michael Gallup here. I, I don't really want to talk too much extensively about it. I talked about it before, but he's 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 growing. Um, his chemistry with Dak Prescott is going. Amari is injured right now with a, with a heel injury, and he should be able to play. But even if it just hurts him just the slightly, um, in just in the slightest, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and uh, take him here. Moving on, uh, Deshaun Jackson went after Golden Tate, Kareem Hunt, tenth round. Like I don't know how many times I have to talk about it. Like I don't give me Kareem Hunt. Like what are you guys doing? I mean, I have zero shares of Kareem Hunt and plenty of shares of Chubb. I mean, if I have an IR spot, I'll take him maybe in the thirteenth round, but like because that's where. I mean, you're getting like Damon Harris and Justice Hill, but those guys even can help you before week. You're not playing Kareem Hunt until at least week 11, at least, unless Chubb got injured and you played in the first week. But he's not getting a bell cow workload first week. He's barely, like, I mean, we don't even know his touch count when he comes back week 10 because they have a bye week. So you're at first using, at best, using him week 10, and you're not going to use him then. You're going to probably use him week 11 after you see what his. Uh, you know, snap count and touch usage, and that's if it's a positive. What if it's not? What if it's Chubb is balling and they don't want to ruin it? Like you've just wasted. Because I've seen him go as high as like the ninth, the eighth, sometimes, but like anywhere between eighth and tenth round. Like I can get players like Kenny Drake, Marvin Jones, Dante Moncrief, Anthony Miller, Michael Gallup. You know, I mean, stop, stop. Anyways, don't take Kareem Hunt. Devin Singletary went right after Jamison Crowder's rising up draft boards. We've talked about my love for him and in being in Adam Gase's offense with Donald like with Donald improving as well. Ronald Jones, 11-01. Jags defense, Jared Cook, Tyrell Williams, Jalen Samuels, Vince McDonald, and seats is who I'm thinking here because I need a tight end. Jared Cook was a lot. Jared Cook and Vince McDonald are the last two of the tight ends. So in the eleventh round here, he's actually fallen. So I'm not gonna risk it any longer. I'm gonna go ahead and take Vance McDonald. Tony Pollard. Uh, just went right after. Um, so you see, he's going in the 11th round here in this, you know, simulator. But if you ha- if you have to reach for him to guarantee you get him and you get Zeke, um, I'm all for it. Debo Samuel went right after. Devin Funches, that's still ADP. I still has to catch up because he really shouldn't be drafted now. The luck, luck news. John Brown, I love as well. Him and Crowder getting everywhere um, late rounds. But they're, they're starting to rise up. You know, the community's getting smarter about it. Part of this is also because the experts rankings ADP is in there, and they kind of in on John Brown as well. He he's a he's a Robert he's Robert Foster plus with Josh Allen. Like there's nothing more to be said. And Josh Robert Foster was balling. All right, Buffalo Bills D Justin Jackson, David and Joke, and Naeem Hines, who should you know be rising up some draft boards a little bit because of the luck injury situation or retirement rather. Um, feel it every I might keep saying luck injury because it still hasn't really hit like. He's just up and retired, but it's crazy. Um, anyways, uh, Philip Rivers, Trey Burton, Kirk Cousins, Austin Hooper. So quarterback starting to drop a little bit. I usually would be getting Winston right here in the twelfth, but you know he got went a little bit higher because of the experts rankings on him. And so I'm gonna take Kyler Murray. Um, there's really no not much to talk about. You know the reasons why people lo- love him: rushing, rushing floor, passing upside, pace of the offense. Uh, air raid offense, so uh, yeah. Mark Andrews went after Delaney Walker, Los Angeles Rams, D. Deshaun Hamilton, Josh Allen, Robert Foster, Damon Harris, Carlos Hyde, Justice Hill, 
Ben Roethlisberger. Now, for me, I could take Edo Smith. I've always talked about I don't really like him, though, so probably not. How many running backs do I have right now? I got one, two, three, four, five wide receivers. I got five as well. Uh, wide receivers, I mean, nobody knows what's going on with Kenny still, so I can't really afford to take him here. I'm actually going to take Marquis Goodwin. His ADP is lower. I probably can get him in the, the next round, but... I'm going to go ahead and take him anyway, just so I can quick, I can talk about him. He's honestly the only person, I think, in this offense who has like a more of a guaranteed role. When Jimmy Garoppolo had that six-game stretch with the 49ers, he was targeting Goodwin. He had a relationship with him. Kyle Shannon is, is I don't know what the hell they're doing with Dante Pettis. They spent a second-round pick on him, but it seems like he's more than fine with using Dante Pettis as a bit, bit role player. I mean, he's getting out, like, a lot of the snaps with the first-team offense, but he came out and said, like, He's not in danger of missing of missing the cut for the team, but we're still trying to figure out a role for him. What do you mean you're trying to figure out a role for him? Is he your starter? No. Um, so Debo Samuel might be splitting in, getting some work in there. So I, I really just give me Marquis Goodwin. I'm I'm trying to trade for him like on the low. You know, as as I talked about on last episode, is getting him as a throw in to some to some offers. So trying to get him as well. Uh, Jack Doyle went right after me. Kyle Rudolph, Jarek McKinnon. I mean, obviously this is wrong in terms of ADP, but Jack Doyle shouldn't be going that far between him and Eric Ebron. Um, so I'm, I don't know how many times I'm gonna say it till my face is blue, and it's unfortunate because I wanted to, you know, I mean, people have taken him high, and then the luck retirement news, and they'll they'll blame that for why they shouldn't have taken him, but really. I mean, he shouldn't have taken him where he was going to begin with. So, so no, no fault but the round. Kyle Rudolph, Jarek McKinnon, some people are taking shots on now because he's practicing. Ido Smith, Jordan Reed, Alexander Madison, Lamar, Dak Prescott. And now it's the round where defenses go. For the sake of this draft, I'm going to go ahead and draft the defense. But I really wouldn't be drafting the defense. Um, I'm actually going to zig another zag because I'm probably streaming the position. Um, since most most of these people will take the defense first, I'm going to go ahead and just grab my kicker first. I'm just going to take Justin Tucker. Um, so I got the best kicker on the board. And then uh, when it comes that, back to him in the last round, I can just take a, a middle-tier defense, which I'm probably going to stream anyways. So looking here, like I said, I like the... The Cowboys um, for week one, so I'm going to go ahead and take them. Uh, what's cool about the draft simulator is it gives you a grade. Uh, I'm in a projected standing, so I got a 97. I got an A+. Plus. Um, projected standings, it has me first overall. They said I have the third best starting lineup in the best bench, and, and that's really where I make my money is the, the deep the, the deep rounds in the bench because everyone can, can draft you know, good in the early rounds. It's in the middle and late rounds is where you make your money. But let's just take a look at the starting lineup for the two teams it has ahead of me. Um, so, team rosters, Bragging Brown Brawls, and what's the ref? So, Bragging Brown Brawls, they got Deshaun Watson, Kamar, Damon Williams, Mike Williams, Robbie Anderson, George Kittle, and Miles Sanders. I mean, let's see. Quarterback, Watson over Murray, sure. Kamar over David Johnson, okay. It's closer than people think. Damon Williams, Fournette, give me Fournette. Mike Williams, Tyree Kill, give me Tyree Kill by a long shot. Robbie Anderson, Cooper Cup, give me Cooper Cup. And he has me at tight end. 
Um, nah, I, I disagree with this ranking because Chris Carson's better than Sanders too. Um, I guess because I weighed that quarterback, Watson went higher. But the difference between the quarterback is it's not going to be that much difference. Um, even if Watson has a QB one overall upside, like on a value based drafting, that my team would would be a lot better. But um, let's see, what was the other team that uh, had higher ranked team? For what it's worth, it's players in the top four because this, this other team had Christian McCaffrey. So he has Mahomes, McCaffrey, Mark Ingram, Keenan Allen, Kenny Galladay, Jared Cook, Jarvis Landry. And I think this guy's team is better than the one, the other one. They had the other, uh, the team drafting out of the the two spots as the best team. But this team took Mahomes in the second one. They could have just had, like, George, I didn't want to take George Kittle there, but they could have had Keenan Allen there and then just taken Fournette at the third. Um, and where they took Mark Ingram, they could have took Aaron Rodgers. So you're telling me you could have had, would you rather Leonard Fournette and Aaron Rodgers or Mark Ingram and Patrick Mahomes? And it's Patrick, it's Mark Ingram, sorry, it's Aaron Rodgers and Leonard Fournette every single day of the week. And that's exactly why you wait at quarterback because of the, it's not that Mahomes won't ball. And at a value, I will take Mahomes. It's what the cost given up. And that's every single time you make any pick. You have to understand that, for especially with the onesie positions with tight end and with um, quarterback, you have to understand it's not that they're not going to be able to produce and they will produce and they'll put up high fantasy numbers. It's what am I giving up to take them? You know what I mean? So that's what you have to consider. If I have to take Kelsey before I, I take like a Dalvin Cook, I'm not on board. But if it's before like Antonio Brown, Amari Cooper, T.Y. or you know one of those guys, like okay, I'm on board. Um, because there's wide receiver depth, but never over there. If it's, I'm more likely to take one of the ones in position if I'm giving up wide receiver depth than running back depth. Uh, there's just too many good wide receivers, which leads me into the, the end of the sh- and too many good quarterbacks as well. So this leads me into the end of the. I just want to throw this in there. It's too late for this year, but for next year, please start doing super flex leagues, which will transition into two quarterback leagues. Super flex is basically two quarterbacks. So do some super flex or two quarterback leagues. I mean, they're the quarterback's the most valued position in football, and in fantasy football, we're trying to emulate real football, and there's no reason that quarterback shouldn't be going a lot higher. If I can get, like, a, a tight quarterback one at the last pick of my draft, then something's not right with that type of evaluation. Um, and then add a flex spot, add two flex spots, add a, wide, add a third wide receiver. There's The base offense now in across the league is 11 personnel. So you're talking about 32 teams, three wide receivers. That's 96 starting wide receivers. I mean, you're not drafting 96 wide receivers, you're not playing 96 wide receivers, but there's still a, a chunk of very usable wide receivers. And that's why I always talk about the wide receiver depth. So if you're in a two wide receiver league, I'm smashing running back earlier than I am in a three wide receiver league. Just because you know, there's so much depth. It's the value over replacement, the value-based drafting. I've talked about it numerous times. So that's why you got to add a third wide receiver. you got to add a second flex spot. Second flex spot will also increase your tight end value because there's now the ability to play two tight ends. So they have a higher value over replacement. Um, and that's, the same, that's exactly what happens when you do super flex because the quarterback, players, the quarterback plays there, so now you can have the opportunity to play two quarterbacks. So the value over replacement increases – with the better players because more overall players are played, so more more like tight ends are being able to be played, so more tight ends are drafted or more quarterbacks are being drafted, so the higher-end ones are more valuable, and, and thus their valuation is, is more in line with how it is in the real NFL. So start adding – and the other thing is any idiot can draft the first – You have if you're playing two running back, two wide receiver, one tight end, 
one quarterback, you're literally talking about, okay, two running backs, two wide receivers, top four rounds. Like, say you go two and two. Nobody can mess those up. Some, yes, some people bust, but, like, you can get the big names there in the first couple, you know, first four weeks. And then you just take a quarterback and a tight end and you have your, and then a, a flex and you have your roster set. Like, I mean, that's not giving an advantage to anybody that's preparing, um, and, you know, and knowledgeable in the situation. And it's, it's just not fun. And the, the, you'll have more, you'll enjoy it more when you have, you know, Adam Humphreys having to play him in your second flex spot and you're enjoying, you got to watch and root for him on a Thursday night game versus the, you know, the Colts that you didn't really care about. You know what I mean? So, that it just and that in the end we're just trying to watch players we like and and have some a rooting interest for and sometimes the Thursday night games or whatever games can get ugly but if you have more players more exposure to players you're gonna be having something to root for but that should wrap up today's episode of the podcast um as always hit the subscribe button comment like hit me up on twitter at Omar Abishab if you have any questions until next time I'm out of here Y'all don't really want